a real thing that people struggle with. It can be really scary and hard to deal with, especially if you don't know what is happening. And anxiety can be caused by a lot of different things. It can be caused by um, a tragedy in your life, parents being divorced. It can be caused by a natural disaster. It can be caused by a scary experience with a dog. Um, but the big thing that I want you to know is having anxiety or having any mental health disorder is not your fault, right? There's nothing that you can do to prevent it from happening, but there's lots of things that you can do to um, help relieve anxiety, depression, all of that thing, all of those things. So I have one statistic that I have on a slide. It's one in three adolescents and young adults, which is everybody in this room, except for Tim, sorry, Tim. Uh, <laughs> One in three adolescents and young adults experienced a mental disorder or mental illness in 2020. So that's just a lot of people. One in three people experienced that in 2020. So what this means is it matters. There are people in the room that are struggling with this. There are people in the room that are dealing with this. There's people in your family, people in your school. So this really matters. Even if you don't think that it matters to you, it does matter. So second part of the knowledge that I want to gain, help you to understand is empathy. Empathy is this big word that basically means that you see with someone else's eyes, you hear with someone else's ears, and you walk in someone else's shoes. You see with someone's eyes, you hear with someone's ears, you walk, with someone, walk in someone's shoes, and you feel what someone feels. So basically it's like, yeah, I get what you're feeling. I understand, you're nervous, you're anxious. I see you, I feel you, um, and I wanna help you. And because so many people are impacted by anxiety disorders and mental health, that's why empathy is so important. And empathy is also really important in how you treat yourself, right? Your relationship with yourself is super important, and having empathy for yourself is really important. The devil, Satan, he wants us to feel alone. He wants us to feel isolated. And he wants us to feel like we are the only people in the whole entire world that are going through what we're going through. And the reality is that that is not true. So my second big takeaway that I want you to hear tonight is I want you to walk away from tonight able to talk to somebody about what you're struggling with. Junior high students, you are so incredibly lucky because all of you have at least one small group leader who you can talk to if you're struggling. All of you have at least one small group leader who can talk to you and who wants to talk to you about the things that you're struggling and point you back to Jesus. All of you junior high students have other junior high students in your small groups who are also, also could be struggling with the same thing you're struggling with or something completely different. And they want to talk to you and support you. You guys are so, so, so lucky. And you are not alone. Never think that you are alone. So I have a couple examples from the Bible where it talks a little bit about anxiety. Uh, and if you have your Bible, you can turn to Philippians 4, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Otherwise, I think, oh yeah, it is up on the screen there. Um, <clears throat> so Philippians is like, I don't know, I would say six-eighths or three-quarters of the way through the Bible. Um, it's right before Colossians. So if you hit Colossians, you've gone too far. But we're going to read this, and this was written by Paul to a church in Philippi. And Paul is basically saying, like, you guys are doing great. You guys are rock stars, but stay strong. Um, 
And this is what verses 4 through 9 say. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So this is a really classic verse in the Bible when people say, what does the Bible say about anxiety? What does the Bible say about anxiety? They turn to this, these verses, and it's really common because it directly says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Okay, And I see that a lot. Do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And this verse is so, so very true. God wants you to pray to him about everything. He wants you to bring every worry, every every feeling of nervousness, every feeling of anxiety to him. This verse is very true, but it can be also deceiving and it can be hurtful to people. It's always a good idea to pray about everything, but it can be hurtful to tell someone who's struggling with anxiety, you're just not praying hard enough. If you would just pray harder, then God would take away your anxiety. That's not helpful. That's hurting that person. Through research and reading about this specific passage, and also the next passage that I'm going to read, what Paul is probably referring to is Paul is saying those things that you're worried about in the day-to-day, -day, the things that you don't know what to do exactly right, pray about those things. Pray to God about those things, and he will reveal them to you. He's not saying if you have an anxiety disorder and you struggle with anxiety, an, an anxiety disorder like agoraphobia or generalized anxiety disorder, that praying is going to magically take it away. Praying is the best place to start, but it doesn't have to be the only thing that you do. And that's why I want to encourage you to talk to leaders, talk to parents, talk to coaches, talk to teachers, maybe even talk to a counselor. You don't have to talk to me, but maybe even talk to a counselor. Okay, second passage that we're going to go through is in 1 Peter 5. Um, and the screen is going to say 6 through 11, but I added 5 into that at the last minute. So sorry to Stephen in the back, um, but we're going to do 5 as well. So 1 Peter is just a little bit further in the Old Testament from Philippians. So if you stayed there, you're in a great spot. <clears throat> so this is 1 Peter 5, 5 through 11. It says, in the same way, you who are younger, that's all of you. Besides Tim, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know 
that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, after you've suffered a little while, will call will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Sorry, guys. Reading can be hard. All right. So I love these verses. I love this passage. We're going to go back and read just a couple that I want to highlight. So verse 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. This is like exactly what Paul was saying in Philippians, but Peter is saying it in 1 Peter. Give God all of your worries. Give God all of your anxiety. Give God all of your nervousness. Give it to him first. And second, in 9 and 10, it says, Resist the devil, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. It's just what I was saying earlier, guys. Lots of people in this room are struggling. Lots of these people in this room um, need to be lifted up. Lots of people in this room are going through really hard things. You are not alone, okay? Everyone has feelings of nervousness, worry, anxiety, sadness, depression. So you don't need to feel ashamed about those feelings, about those thoughts. And you can ask for help from God and from others. The third and final point that I wanted to make with you uh, is no matter your feelings about yourself, God's feelings never change about you. So I'm going to say it again. No matter your feelings about yourself, God's feelings never change about you. If you feel like you can't do something, God believes that you can. If you feel like... Um, you're so sad that you can't go on, God believes in you. God sees you for who you are and how he created you to be. Anxiety is real. They are real feelings that you're experiencing, but it doesn't define you. What defines you is God's love for you. Jesus' love for you defines who you are. So I'm going to read a couple verses. They're not going to be on the screen. If you want to close your eyes and just listen, you totally can. Um, but these are just some verses that the Bible say, that God says, that Jesus says about who you are in him. Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God created you for a purpose. You have purpose, you have value, God sees you. Psalm 149, 4 and 5, it says, For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in his honor and sing for joy on their beds. God delights in you. God's proud of you. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. Christ died so you don't have to experience the pain and the suffering um, that, that we all deserve. So no matter your feelings about yourself or someone else, God's feelings never change about you or them. So I've got three quick slides of the three takeaways. Number one, I wanted you to take away some knowledge and some empathy about anxiety and people that might be struggling. I hope you gained empathy 
Number two, I hope that you know that you can talk to someone, that you can talk to God about what's going on, and you can talk to someone else in this room about what's going on. And number three, I hope that you walk away from tonight knowing that no matter how you feel about yourself, God's feelings about you never change. Let me pray. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for all of the students and leaders um, and staff uh, for being here and just pointing everyone back to you. God, I hope that, um, I hope that we can find your peace um, and know that you are with us and feel your presence. It's all in your holy name we pray. Amen. Friends, we're going to uh, spend a little time in response to hearing the good word through Ben, through singing some songs and worshiping together. But um, I'm going to invite you to actually stay seated for a little bit. Ben started uh, his message off that first scripture. It's my favorite scripture. I like to call, call it my life verse. Everybody say life verse. Nice work. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Your gentleness be evident to all. Presents all your requests to the Lord with prayer and petition. What I love about that verse, and Ben was talking about it, is it encourages us to pause, to praise, and then to pray in that order. Those are the three Ps. Pause, praise, and pray. And so I'm going to ask you guys, we're going to continue to pause. Part of chaos is just pausing in the middle of the week to turn and focus our eyes on Jesus. God, and we're going to praise together by singing some songs, but we also can praise by just talking with God through prayer, okay? So this first song, I invite you to actually stay seated and be still and just pause and let these words wash over you or spend time in prayer with God throwing your fears and your anxiety to your heavenly Father who cares for you, who loves you never let you down, all right? And if you're one of those guys that just can't be quiet during this time, then maybe some of you need to move farther away from them so you can be still and be silent and remember whose you are. So I throw all my cares before you. 
My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought you were. God is with you and God is for you. He's bigger than any fear in your life, any doubt, any mental illness, any health issue. God is so much bigger than that. You can turn to him no matter what. And he'll even put people in your lives that you can turn to as well. And I believe would help my unbelief. You understand. Understand me and help me reach the faith that's underneath. You understand me, you understand me, you understand me, God. You understand me. Right, sing with me. So I, I threw all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. All right, I invite you guys to stand up with me and let's sing these words out together. I will rest. Ready? I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. Sing that again. I will rest. I will rest in the Father's hands. Sing that again. I will rest.